In this season of Lent, the, the theme that I've picked up as we uh, kind of have started this year is the theme of spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is another term for uh, discipleship. You know, when Jesus says, uh, go and make disciples, that he was really inviting those that followed him to invite others into this process of being formed into the image of Jesus so that we, as we follow Jesus, as we uh, learn from Jesus, as we put into practice, we're actually, as a community of people, beginning to look and to act and to sound like Jesus. There's, there's a reason we're called the body of Christ. It takes all of us following Jesus to reflect who he is. That should tell us something about the depth of who Jesus is. And so it's not that he's effacing our personalities. He's bringing all of our personalities into who he is. And as we do what he asks us to do, we begin to tell our world, this is who Jesus is. We, we look like, sound like, smell like Jesus. I think that all of us recognize, without me saying too much, that there's really great challenges in our days to do that. And I think the thing, again, the, I, I think the co- a common thing that causes us to begin to look less like Jesus is when we allow fear to, to take over. When fear takes over our faith, then somehow that fear really distorts our vision. So then we become very selective about what we see in the Bible. It acts, fear blinds us. So when Jesus says, love your enemies, Jesus means love your enemies. There are enemies in our world, and Jesus says, love your enemies. Jesus never says, blow your enemies up. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't say, get them before they get you. Jesus says, love your enemies. And he says, greater love lays down their life for others. So if it means I lose my life loving an enemy, guess what? That looks like who? Who? Jesus. Jesus. And and we got to remind all of us, we have got to remind one another and those outside, we want to look like Jesus. And I understand the challenge. I mean, I'm living in life just like we got some challenges. That's why we need each other. So that we're being formed into the image of Jesus, not being formed into the image of westernized Christians. I don't want that image. That image has done enough damage in history. I want to look like Jesus. I want us to look like Jesus. That's this process. A spiritual formation being conformed to the image of Jesus for the sake of others. (laughs) This is not about self-service. This is about who we are to others. So really, if you look back, if you review what we've been taught, every message has been tapped in some way to spiritual formation, being shaped into the image of Jesus. And this morning is no different. We have have a a team of overseers. 
and we took a, a weekend away. The reason we did that is we've been trying to do that for years, and we just could never find a weekend to get away. But also, for the past six months, in our monthly meetings, we kept asking each other questions that we could not answer. We always came to, well, you know, if we spent time alone and asked Jesus and listened to him, he could give us the answer to that. And so that's really why we as a, a team of overseers went away for a weekend. The primary reason was to go listen to what Jesus would say to us about certain things and that we would bond together in just being people that love Jesus, love each other, and love this community that we're serving. And so then the question really comes out of that. If Jesus is forming us, how is our community being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of those that are not in this room? And so I want to report. I want to come back with, to just give you the highlights of that time together. I can tell you in general, we came back... Uh, having a wonderful time with Jesus. We had a wonderful, wonderful time together, and we really saw the Spirit of God bringing us to the same place at the same time. And he focused our attention on this passage in John, John 15, 1 through 12. So I want to kind of go through that, and uh, then kind of, I'll kind of come to the end of some things that we uh, believe Jesus is saying to us. So Jesus is talking talking to people like you and me, just ordinary people following him. And he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, the father prunes to make it bear even more fruit. You've already been cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you, so abide in me. As I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. Bear much fruit. And therefore become or even be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be, in, be complete. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Just the highlights, just to make sure that we have the same picture in our head. Jesus is the vine. If you look at this little, I mean, this is kind of a fun little thing. This is the clearest thing that I have. This is a vine. Vine. These are branches. And the fruit comes on the branches, not on the vine. 
So Jesus, vine, we are branches, and the fruit appears in our lives. Jesus is the vine. We'll never become a vine. We're just we're branches off that vine. All of us that follow Jesus are those branches. Then God our Father, like he was in the garden at the beginning, was kind of he's the gardener, and he's the he's the vine dresser. He's taking care of the vineyard. And our purpose of being the branches connected to the vine are, are we are to bear fruit. And as long as we bear fruit, we remain on the branch, the vine. And then as the father comes around, he sees you know, the fruits there, he's, he, he, begins to, he begins to prune so that each branch becomes even more fruitful under the father's care. And when the father notices that there is no fruit, that branch is cut off. Now, I don't even want to go there because we're going to talk about remaining in the vine and bearing fruit. The key word throughout that passage is the word abide. For those of you that have been around Bible studies for a while, you may have, you may have heard the word minnow. It's the Greek verb for abide. Now, I'm going to read you something that makes absolutely no sense. But then let me explain it because then it will make sense. Okay? Word books are great. I mean, sometimes they're just great. Just open. If you stop, then just, just laugh with me after I read this, okay? By the use of menane, John seeks to express the immutability and inviolability of the relation of the eminence. <laughs> so, yeah, you read that go. Now, see, if you don't, like, if you just, I mean, I guess maybe some people carry a dictionary around in their head. I don't know. I don't. So then I have to use a dictionary. So let me, let me let's just go a little deeper. You, you want to do that? Okay, eminence is deity indwelling the universe. Eminence is the closeness of God. Our God is as a vine in a vineyard. And out of that vine are branches. So there's this closeness, this nearness of God in our universe. And that vine is two things. Inviolability has to do with there's no way that we could desecrate that vine. That vine is incorruptible. That, I mean, that's the purest vine ever. You could use the word holy, set apart. And it's immutable. That means that vine is unchangeable. It means changeless. That means that vine is permanent. That vine's not going away. So you take the nearness of God, Jesus, incarnate, and then remaining in our world in some way that we could say we can be connected to him. Holy, incorruptible, unchangeable. And this is where it gets like crazy. 
Because you take that which is desecrated, me, you, you take us who are corruptible, you take us who are constantly changing, you take us that are non-deities, we are not God and we will never be, and you tap us in as branches into this vine. That is absolutely incredible. Again, people, humanity, God, there's something incarnational that continues after Jesus' incarnation. The divine and the human connected. And so that's why Jesus can go on and say, I am that vine, unchanging, incorruptible, God near. And you're being tapped into that by trusting me, believing in me, by following me. Therefore, those who are connected to me And I and them, this exchange. There's an exchange going on between our humanity and his deity. You bear much fruit. We can't help but do anything else when we have that connection. And without that connection, he says, you you can do nothing. Because it, it doesn't work. My Father, he says, is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and you, you're my disciples. This is the way I, I know you're my disciples because there's this fruit and that fruit's there because you are connected with me. You're tapped into me. And then he goes on to say, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Well, there's this flow. The, the vine, God's love is flowing from that vine into us. We're receiving God's love. Then he connects it to, I mean, it's just an abiding in my word, abiding in my commandments. He says, this is my commandment. He kind of just, he's just kind of bringing it all down from something very amazingly wonderful to something very practical. Love one another. As I've loved you, as my father loves me. He's just connected. As I'm connected to the Father, so you're connected to me. As I love my Father, He loves me. I love you. You love me. You are to love each other. Because we're connected to the source, to the Father. If you abide in me, tap into who I am, and there's an exchange between your humanity and my deity, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you want. And it'll be done for you. Because there's this exchange going on. And between Jesus, who is near, and us. And so what we came back from, being, just kind of being connected again to that, we're connected to the vine. And what we 
What we desire as overseers more than anything else is we, we want there to be a fruitful community. But we want the fruit of the community that we oversee to be the fruit that the Father wants, not the fruit that we decide we want. So this is what we're asking our Father for, and this is why I want, I want you to know, because now I want us all asking, because we all want to stay connected. We all want to abide. We all want to obey. We all want to love one another so that, Father, we ask that this would be a community that is loving God, a community that is loving one another, and a community that is loving all of humanity, and then we love more. That's the fruit we want to see produced. Love for God, love for each other, love for our neighbors, and then more. And then as we tried to, uh, then we became a little bit more practical because that's, that's the primary fruit. That's what we, we, we want to see, that fruit. We talked about the revision of our small group system. And we, we, we want that to happen because we really believe that when people get in smaller groups, that's really a great opportunity for people to love one another. So we're really grateful, Noel. He's going to be the administrator of helping us all get in small groups. Why? So we can produce the fruit. What's the fruit? Loving one another. Then we notice that within our community there is this growing group of middle school, high school kids that right now we don't have a team of people that are entering their world. Please hear me. Middle school, high school kids don't need a room that they go to. They need people that love them and enter their world. That's what Jesus did with us. So a team of people that enter the world of the middle school and the high school and love them. Now stuff will happen out of that and they may meet in a room. But just because you put a room and put middle school, high school over it, that means nothing if there's not a team of people that love that population of people, actually go to them, enter their world as God came to our world and love them. That's how it works. So we're praying, Father, give us that team. Then we noticed that uh, people walk through our door. And we really want them to really be assimilated. We think that there is fruit in our community. It's not, it's not like there's no fruit. We, we love each other. I think part of what we just demonstrated, Inga, you know that you're loved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think all of us, we know we are loved here. And we want to share that. And therefore, when, the people, when people walk through our door, we, we want them to really be welcome. And I'm so grateful that people are. So we just want to keep that going. So there's been some people that say, well, we just want to, we want to be more intentional in helping people get from that door back there to the snacks and to, to begin to assimilate in this community. That's good. The parents' night out, what are we doing? Well, we're trying to love those of us that have kids and we get worn out and we need a night off. 
And the eyes are rolling around the head like, yeah, that's right for sure. That's important. It's part of the fruit. And then the final thing, which is the biggest thing, is that we really are asked, we're going to ask our Father for five acres as soon as possible so we can build a place to support the production of more and even more fruit. We believe that we've kind of come to the, kind of the end of what we can do in this vineyard. We feel like there, we, need, we need another place. There's some things that we want to add, some structures. Anytime you have fruit, you've got to add structure or you won't produce more fruit. That's just or an organic thing. So everybody try to think like a farmer. Next week, everybody wear overalls, okay? So we're not interested in a building for a building. We're interested in a place where the fruit can continue to grow and we can produce more. And there's reasons. You could ask any of the community leaders, well, what were you thinking there? So they'll all answer that question. So these are the things that we're asking. And why are we asking? Because we want to produce the fruit that the Father's looking for. What I'd like to ask you as a community of people is I'd like you to begin to ask our Father for the same things. Because the more of us that are asking and the more of us that are abiding and the more of us that are fruitful, the more the opportunity the Father has to answer these prayers. So, may I ask this as we end our time this morning? Could you look? One, two, three, four, five. There's six. One, two, three, four, five. So there's six requests up there. Would you take a moment and just just say, um, what are you? What are you drawn what, of, of those? Are you drawn to pray for any of those? So I'd just like you to pick out the one, maybe the two. Maybe it's all six. I mean, I won't limit you, but would you like to... I just want to invite you to stand with me and just take a moment to ask the Father. Whatever we ask as we abide in Him will be done. So could you pick out the one? Could you begin to pray it this morning? And then could you, like, remember and, like, During this season, between now and Easter, every day, pray. That we, again, we'd just step in this together of asking our Father. Okay, please stand with me. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. The list is there. It's hard hard to pray when you can't remember that list. Understandable. All right, take a moment. Holy Spirit, I'd ask you to guide us. We want to be a community of people that are connected into the true vine. So direct our attention. Recruit us. Which of these requests? Really, just touch a place in us that we want to invest some prayer and time in. So take a moment. Um, 
pick out your request or two or whatever and pray for a bit and then I'll, and I'll say the amen in just a minute, okay? Father, we thank you today that there is a vineyard that we're a part of through faith, trust, acknowledgement of Jesus. Thank you that Jesus is the true vine. and Thank you that we are those branches. And Father, we stand before you today just acknowledging that we, we want to remain connected to the vine and we want to be fruitful. So, oh Lord, I want to thank you that you, you are developing a community of people that love you, that love one another and love the diversity of, of neighbors and nations all around us. So I ask, O oh Lord, as we um, begin this, this season, this new season, that, Lord, fruit would increase and that fruit would really be measured by what you are looking for, which is love of you, love of one another, and love of others. And that, Lord, as we see more and more fruit and experience that, I pray that you would, would allow us to build the structures, the trellises, the, the ministries that support the bearing of more and more fruit. Hear our cry, hear our prayer as we bless you and as we thank you in your name. Amen.